is Fresh 107.9, where we keep you fresh all day. Fresh 107.9 FM, La Beoluma. Fresh 107.9 FM Professionalism Nurtured by Experience Our next selection is called Talk About You know too many times people listen to the beat of the song Instead of the lyrics of the song Well this time around you're not gonna listen to the lyrics of the song You can as well skip the song and take it to the next, to the next, to the next level Yeah, how I wish, 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 wish we can get down to the ish, ish, ish. You, you know who it is. It's the Emma, 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 Emma. Must be her, her, To think that I, I can get away, away, away. With the ish that I say, say, say. Listen, girl, I must talk. I must flow. I must speak. I must crow. I'm not a chicken, I'm a rooster. I'm not afraid to speak, so I let it out when I'm supposed to. Yo, I must flow. I must speak. I must crow. I'm not a chicken, I'm a rooster. I'm not afraid to speak, so I let it out when I'm supposed to. I just bought this like me. If you know you want to crow, say cock a doodle doo. Cock a doodle doo. Yeah. Cock a doodle doo. Yo, all the Aja Bottas in the house. If you know you want to crow, say cock a doodle doo. Cock a doodle too much propaganda. Good for the goosies and good for the gander. Man always has a selfish agenda. Presidents who evidence under veranda. Me, I'm a public defender. I'm an editor with no footage. What shall I render? No retreat, no surrender. See, I fight for my rights like Miranda. We have a former head of state who's right to still living larger. Police IG who was stealing while in charge. Governors arrested for embezzlement. Politicians killed because they're relevant to just for the element. Everyone's scared, nobody wanna get killed. So we chill till they steal and they finish till they fail. And still we like hell, just a couple hundred mil. But now I'm gonna talk to the truth. Yo, me, I must talk. I must flow. I must speak. I must crow. I'm not a chicken, I'm a rooster. I'm not afraid to speak, so I let it out when I'm supposed to. Yo, I must flow. I must speak. I must crow. I'm not a chicken, I'm a rooster. I'm not afraid to speak, so I let it out when I'm supposed to. Oh, my like me. All right, am I in this beautiful one? Talk about it. Yes, that's what we do, and that's what makes us different. We always talk about it. Okay, we set agenda, epidemic needle. Yes, we set agenda. And with that one, I say welcome to the show. It is freshly pressed on Nigeria's number one radio station. Fresh 107.9 FM at Bilka. To keep you fresh all day is what we do because we are addicted to it. My name is Binga Oresha, the man you just have to love. I'm not here alone. I have the delectable one right here in the building. Oh, my Amy, I say right here this morning. I like your energy this morning, by mm-hmm. the way. It's giving what it's supposed to give. <laughs> <laughs> and today is a world hypertension mm-hmm. day. And, uh, you know, we cannot emphasize enough how we need to take care of our health and, uh, you know, just uh, be safe out there. 
yes. in general. We have a story mm. concerning the World Hypertension Day. Okay, we're going to kick start with that for mm. um, with the um, the Guardian newspaper. But before that, all right, um, Yemi, I'm sure you heard about this issue of uh, visa ban. You know, yes. But uh, you know, many Nigerians have been talking about that the U.S. should have at least given us names of those they issued visa bans, you know, too. Mm. But how effective are the visa bans without the name and shame element? Maybe they just feel that, you know, it is up to them to uh, to deny these people or, or a, a visa and maybe it is not, you know, uh, it is not maybe uh, important for us to know who they are because, of course, when it, maybe if I thought they want to apply for visa, okay. it is not we that we, they, they will apply to right. and we're not the ones giving giving it out maybe right. they just feel that it was something that they didn't have to you know announce or tell us about or of course it will raise questions like who who and who I want to know who but maybe it is not just important for them to let us know because we do not have any power to deny anybody visa because it is their job so they, but, but, but i think but i think if let's say for example probably a senator mm. maybe a lawmaker is part of the people who are actually given visa bans, you know mm. i think it would be important for nigerians to actually know so that in case we don't get to maybe elect this kind of person again we don't get to put this kind of people in committees that will represent the nation because it is in fact a disgrace Mm. Because the reason for this visa ban is because of they were, you know, enmeshed in some yes. anomalies, and, you know, and even uh, during the 2023 yeah, election. It might even serve as a lesson, you know, for, exactly. for people, for others. Yes, for others exactly. Because they will know that you can't do this and get away with exactly. it. There the is a price to be paid. Yes, and people will know you, you know, they True. will try to, at least they will, they will, I, I, I trust Nigerians. Exactly. Also, show me that they will drag you like that generator, you know. Major. So you'll be dragged. So maybe that is, okay, maybe that is, maybe that is a, 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 a good reason True. for them to have at least, you know, name them and give us the reasons why they were banned. You know, uh, over the but, but really, if all. you subscribe to maybe they should name and shame them, yeah, you can also maybe when we open the phone, now you can talk to. <laughs> but if you don't subscribe to, okay, let them just keep their names or just give them visa ban. You don't subscribe to, okay, naming and shaming them, it's fine. You can also give his opinion on that one. But it is freshly pressed. If you just joined us, all right, on Fresh One Zero Seven Point Nine FM, I have the delectable one. My name is Binga Reshegon. We have a couple of newspapers for you this morning. Uh, the Guardian newspaper papers right here in the building the punch i also have something from uh, the vanguard the vanguard is also here this day is also in the building so the guardian newspaper has this one world hypertension day pressure lifestyle increase high bp among nigerian youths high bp meaning uh blood pressure high mm. blood pressure among nigerian youths Another story from the French newspaper, Strike, Doctors Sean Talks, Medical Tourism Gulps $3 billion in three years. Doctors Sean Talks, Medical Tourism Gulps $3 billion in three years. Another story from the French newspaper, Court Remands Sheon Kuti, Police Comb Home for Exhibits. Court Remands Sheon Kuti, Police Comb Home for Exhibits. Another story from the Punch newspaper, manufacturers threaten shutdown over excise duty hike. Manufacturers threaten shutdown over excise duty hike. Away from the Punch newspaper to the Vanguard, federal government incurs 36.8 trillion naira deficit in eight years under Buhari. Federal government incurs 36.8 trillion naira deficit in eight years under Buhari. Another, van another story from the Vanguard newspaper. Buhari baffled 
by pervasive level of corruption, says presidency. Buhari baffled by pervasive level of corruption, says presidency. This day, newspaper has this one. Presidency, high rising inflation, not peculiar to Nigeria. Challenge global. Presidency, rising inflation, not peculiar to Nigeria. Challenge global. All right, Moyen. On the Nigerian Tribune uh, this morning, Sheon Kuti to remain in police detention for next 48 hours. Also there as well, there are redesigned grounded bandit activities in the north that is coming from the Arewa youth. It also has this one, drug abuse, NDLEA operatives arrest 55 male, 30 females at club in Kanu. And The Guardian this morning has this report. World Hypertension Day, pressure, lifestyle increase, eye blood pressure among Nigerian youths. May 29, Tinubu's inauguration, sacrosanct, says Afeniferi, as Oanese plans to participate. Beware of Matawale, Arawa yields caution, Tinubu, Lord CBN's Nara redesign policy. Also there on the Guardian as well this morning is this one. Resident doctors begin warning strike today. Set May 29 deadline for federal government intervention. That is interesting. And on the pen pushing newspapers this Wednesday morning, Askihari's trial over alleged drug deal resumes court bars lawyers. Journalists from attending. Also there as well, agriculture, Governor Biodun host, Egypt's biggest conglomerate. Emir Fairly applied for study leave to flee Nigeria. That's coming from Governor Matawali on the Pempushi newspapers this Wednesday morning. All right, so let's go into the details of the stories. And right about now, Ustaz is right here in the building. Ustaz, good morning. Good morning, Binga. Yes, good morning to you. I said something to uh, Miami before you got into the mm. studio. <laughs> I said, I, she said she loves you anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I wanted to do good. something with you. I wanted to do something with you. But no problem. We'll do it. <laughs> we'll do it. All right, so let's quickly go into the details. If you just joined us, it is Freshly Pressed on Fresh 107.9 FM. My name is Binga. So nice to meet you. All right, the Guardian newspaper. Let's talk about hypertension. Today is World Hypertension Day. Pressure, lifestyle increase, high blood pressure among Nigerian youths. Now, here's the story. As Nigeria joins the rest of the world to mark the World Hypertension Day today, recent figures suggest that more than 76.2 million Nigerians are living with hypertension and many more expected to de develop the disease alongside its complications of stroke, kidney damage, heart attack, erectile dysfunction, and ultimately sudden death if the condition is not properly treated. According to the Nigerian Heart Foundation, the prevalence of hypertension is about 38.1%, and indeed 38.1% of the estimated population of 200 million Nigerians shows that 76.2 million citizens are hypertensive. Now, interestingly, it is indicated that more than 50% of these hypertensive Nigerians are youths between the ages of 20 and 50 years. And furthermore, the monthly care cost of hypertension is 15,964 Naira 76 Kobe, which is about $44.35. That's according to the Nigerian Medical Association, NMA. The Guardian newspaper has that story. World Hypertension Day. Pressure. Lifestyle increase. High BP among Nigerian youths. I was having a conversation with someone a couple of days ago and I was talking to him that, hey, make sure that you go for regular tests, check your blood pressure. Mm. And he said that, hey, 
I'm still too young. I can't develop blood pressure. That is for the old people. Now, many people do not know, don't have the right knowledge when it comes to issues of hypertension that it does not, it's not about your age. It can happen to anybody. And sometimes it's about your diet, it's about your daily life, and sometimes it's hereditary mm. in this regard. But according to The Guardian, they said the pressure and the lifestyle has actually increased high blood pressure among Nigerian youths. In this Nigeria, how well, or maybe the kind of pressure Nigerian youths are going through and the economy and everything all together is actually causing this thing. What do you have to say to this when you heard this report? Oh, well, thank you. When you were coming and you started with um, the narratives, you had some time conversation. Yes. I knew that the government would be at the end of the day be blamed. Um, yeah, they should be blamed. 33.3% unemployment figure. Pressure is getting worse. Yeah, the pressure. Pressure, Tiwa. I know, I, know, I, know, I know you are getting there. But I have to be honest with you, the best way forward is to think outside that box. Um, first and foremost, I, I hope you know the kind of lifestyle our youth lives these days. Um, um, go out in the morning, you'll be shocked even at all the drinking pubs. You'll see youths there drinking alcohol, um, drug taking, etc. We, we can't really take away, uh, you know, this lifestyle, negative one, uh, from the, you know, the issue of um, whatever result you have in our regard hypertension, most among the youth. Uh, when we were growing up, or in those days, when hypertension used to be, um, you know, the disease or ailment of old, old ones, was it that there was no pressure then? I mean, there was, you know, recently one of these high life record i can't remember the person that works again the name is off my head now um when was that song this that song that was donkey years ago you understand now some of these um youths of 30 40 years now i doubt if they've been born by then in other words the issue of um, things that titans are hard it's a it's a it's a recurring decimal in of every generation so even those the holdies our fathers then had that, that song is from victor liar uh, victor liar okay thank you um thank you um even our fathers then had that problem so and they never had this problem so what i think we should be fingering we should be looking at as underlying problem is lifestyle of youth and if you look at it the truth of the matter is that the lesson of our youth these days is um is really pathetic um excuses of a uh, how do you want me to overcome my challenges i have no job i have no this no it does not come to me as a solution to the problem i agree there might be pressure out there but the pressure is not peculiar to no but if you also look at the opportunities available to nigerian youths back in the day in the 40s 50s 60s 70s and the opportunities available to nigerian youths of now which opportunities the opportunities where you see a nigerian graduate once you're done there's a job waiting for you. There are opportunities, the economy and all of it. And the Nigerian youths of today, whereby they finish school, there's no job for them. And they have to do all sort of things just to survive. They have to get married and all of it. So all of these things is part of it. You just have to think. And, you, and it relates to issue of drug abuse and everything. Let so them, that is just my, not, let, my, 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 my take think, on this. One. Let them think creatively and positively. Creatively, when the government is not creating an enabling environment for them to strive. I don't want to push that argument, but the truth of the matter is, 
I don't want to encourage anybody to think negatively and become hypertensive. The best way forward, honestly, the best way forward is for anybody to start thinking creatively. Look, let your environment that you feel is not encouraging pushes you, fires you, motivates you to a new level of your life. And that's the truth. That's the way forward. But the truth of the matter is you need to address this issue. Okay. The lifestyle of youth these days is not one that should be encouraged. Too much of alcohol, too much of drugs, plenty of things. Go out there, you see what I'm talking about. So those are the challenges that I think is driving okay. you know, this high rate um, of the ailment of hypertension. And it's not just hypertension. There are several other ones. The issue of your lifestyle is this parable that says the evil that men still today lives after them till the tomorrow. So what, what you do today unconsciously, the kind of lifestyle you live and you feel I'm a young person, I can do anything I like, wait for you. One day it's going to come, kidney problem, this failure, etc. Because of the you know terrible lifestyle you have lived, when you felt well, your immunity was still high, you are still good. As you are growing older, those challenges come up. So I want to advise you out there to please Take another look at the like the kind of lifestyle they are living, and that's the truth. All right. Well, uh, well, uh, lifestyle, you know, apart, that is one argument on the side. But still, there are people that I know that I have I, hypertension that are even, you know, a little above twenty years, and they do not even, you know, do all these kind of things. Exactly. So it might be hereditary mm-hmm. of, or, 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 or other causes. True. But just be safe out there, regardless. On the Guardian this morning, still talking about the health sector. Resident doctors begin warning strike today, set May twenty nine deadline for federal government intervention. Resident doctors have called on the federal government to address the demands before the May 29 and over to a new administration, saying industrial harmony could not be guaranteed thereafter. It also sought intervention of the incoming government to avoid an indefinite strike that could cripple the health system. NARD President Dr. Emeka Urji with this non while briefing journalists on outcome of the National Executive Council meeting in Abuja yesterday. Uh, the rest is there this morning on the Guardian. Uh, this government have, uh, I think, a, a little below two weeks uh, to leave. Uh, do you think these uh, doctors will get what they are looking for? And many have also talked about the fact that when this new government comes in, there, there is, uh, you know, an uh, indicator that there might be an uprising of, you know, series of unions coming to make their own demands and, you know, also, you know, trying to uh, tell them what to do and what not to do sometimes ago this issue came up and i remember i said um the minister of um, labor and productivity dr mm. chris Ngige, is a smart negotiator i knew i was taken up that day by people and say what do you mean you're smart mm. but the truth of the matter is a labor leader should sit down and look at what they want and be able to determine the best approach to getting what they want what matters mostly is that this is what we want um and they should be able to look at the environment the last time i heard about this yes the resident doctors have reason to to ask questions regarding their pay most when you look at what is happening in the industry in the health industry and what is happening even outside the world is a global place now and you can't just say you want to you know do things fixatedly within your own environment without looking at something outside your environment mm. too so i agree with that that we need to encourage our health workers our doctors all of them I, I agree with that and i agree with the fact that a lot of things are wrong with the current remunerations they are receiving them i, mm. I, I am not really contesting that what i'm only saying is that the union the resident doctors rmd what whatever the, yes that the resident doctors uh, this association should find a way 
to you know a better way to negotiate with government government has hired back that if they go on strike it's illegal i hope you have not forgotten that that was the way the issue of ASU started mm. it was illegal they went to court and court said it was actually illegal so what i'm trying to say is they should find a better way of approaching their challenges than you know strike etc and i agree with them that maybe when a new government comes in they might say look you know this one has been coming from other generation mm-hmm. here i agree with them but they should f- sit down and explore the system and find a better way of approaching the person so they won't get to a to a situation whereby a court will come and say your strike is illegal and they will come to a dead end i am thinking that should be exp- that's what i'm saying be smart in your negotiation but but do, do you think the doctors are asking for too much now one of the some of the um um lists of demands talk about the comments the consolidated um, salary structure I've, they I've said established an that, agreement that. of 200 established that I no hold on they hold are on. justified to ask questions. no no hold, well, this is the is approach what, i'm talking about this now. is what is what i'm asking this is what i'm asking the consolidated salary structure they said a 200 percent increase now my question is if all the other sectors all other unions are asking for 200 percent now i'm asking on the side of i'm trying to play the devil's advocate here are they not asking for too much looking at the dwindling revenue of the government looking at the debt issue the government is having issues of revenue and yet they are asking for 200 percent look listen the health hazard i mean the hazard hazard of each profession personal hazard of each you know industry varies and differs and then availability uh, the value the premium on each profession varies and differs Mm. i I don't know you're getting it Uh, so you can't really say because um, some people are asking for 200 percent others too should ask for 200 percent you should understand i'm trying to say however all this will be discussed and agreed on round table discussion negotiated where this thing can be resolved and that's what i'm saying i don't want to say whether they are asking for too much or not asking for too much because i want to say that the hazard in each profession differs and that should drive whatever you want to pay i mean if we have the scarcity of you know certain professionals out there and then you you need them that means that there'll be more competition for who gets who and the amount of money you're going to pay them would it, it, it actually vary. That's what I'm saying. So I don't want to use, uh, look, they're asking for 200. The others two are asking for 200 or 300%. How do you want to go about that? Because Nigeria doesn't have money. It, it cannot be approached from that point of view, from that angle. I am thinking, look at each of the pressure based on their merit and their argument. If they deserve it, let them have it. But that should be done within the framework of a negotiation. What I'm saying is that they should go back look at the environment look at the laws of the land look at how they can maneuver and get what they are looking for without being locked up eventually by the law say look it's illegal you cannot do this that's what i'm trying to tell them they should be smarter in their negotiation approach that is what i'm saying there but they have the right to ask for questions yeah sure they, they, they have a right um the secretary of resident doctors in Open state was here on the platform and he said that they also want to be on the table because the enemy are the ones negotiating on their behalf and they are the biggest, you know, the you know, one of the arms That's of the. That's an internal enemy. problem. They, they said that they it. also want to be on. They the should table. go and meet the enemy yeah. and tell the MA that we are not we are not fairly represented on that negotiation team. We want to be there because we have we have that. I, I doubt if that is the problem of government. Those are the kind of things I'm talking about. Let them sit down and be smart in the way they approach this okay. negotiation, so okay. they won't be boxed in a tight corner. All right. So we go on this quick break. Don't touch that radio. We'll be right back.
fire oh Ibu wole da bekuta eje kayo Nindu eba Akademi sweet pale bagesi Du eba be olumo Ile itura eji atu eba lara Ibu wole da lejoti wa umalele Malele gera Ashi wajula jelati badno de bibogo Ayika tore wapelu imo toto togara Simi ku eiga moti lola Yara wada odu Academy Suite, la belle puta au tilo Ebe abadi ya Central Moss, la belle puta MPO, ambiola we la moulesi Academy Suite, ebe au tilo wadju Academy Suite, telephone 0817-666-601 Academy Suite, home away from home Testimony Prayer Mountain Kotobo Ashiro Abeokuta presents five-hour prophetic gathering with the theme Day of Visitation, where Prophet Dr. Akodia Diolaba Bad Testimony will minister. This might be your own day of visitation. Rise and join us at the event towers opposite NKW Abiola International Stadium, Kuto Abeokuta, on Friday, 26th May 2023, starting from 10 a.m. till 3 p.m. The first 1,000 people to get to the program will receive prophetic mantle for free. There will also be by Baba and Mama Testimony immediately after the program. This five-hour prophetic gathering of Testimony Prayer Mountain will attract uncommon testimonies. Come and you will share a great testimony. For seat reservation, call 0902-845-5553. Jesus is Lord. You love drama. We love it too. Enjoy action-packed series, movies and sports from just 1,200 Naira. Watch your favorite stars in The Real Housewives of Abuja, Ura, Big Brother Titans, Crime and Justice Lagos, Flawsome, House of the Dragon, and a lot more. Uncover secrets, betrayals, and gossip in an exclusive epic showdown only on Showmax. Dial star triple seven hash to stream them all. No, unlimited. Welcome back on radio. We are back on radio. Yes, uh, it is still freshly pressed if you just joined us. So nice to meet you. All right, so let's move straight to another story from The Punch newspaper. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have loved to talk about something on the strike doctors, shining talks, medical tourism, gulping, three billion naira, three billion dollars in three years. But let's not debate on that too much. But let's move straight to another story, but still from The Punch newspaper. The Punch newspaper has this one caught. Remands Sheung Kuti. Police comb home for exhibits. Court remands Sheung Kuti. Police comb home for exhibits. Now, here's a story. Now, a Lagos State Magistrate Court sitting in Yaba, Lagos on Tuesday ordered the remand of Afrobeat musician Sheung Kuti for 48 hours in police custody. Now, the police dragged Kuti to court for assaulting one inspector, Mohamed Aminu. In Lagos last Saturday, as captured in a viral video, the youngest son of the late Afrobeat legend, Fela Kuti, had been in police custody since Monday after he turned himself in. Following an order for his arrest by the Inspector General of Police, Usman Baba, the police took him before the magistrate on Tuesday to get an order to further keep him in custody pending the conclusion of investigation. 
The police told the magistrate Adiola Olatumbosun that by allegedly assaulting a policeman on duty, Kuti acted contrary to Section 356 of the Nigerian Criminal Code Act. The Punch newspaper has this one. Court remands Shion Kuti. Police comb home for exhibits. Yes, Ustaz. Before you came into the studio, myself and Yemi, we had a conversation. <laughs> All right. And um, talking about the issue of Shion Kuti, yes, what he did was wrong. Okay. Why must you slap an officer of the law? But um, what do you think about what the police did? You know, releasing his mock shots, you know, handcuffs to the media. Because I thought that a person is proven innocent. A person is innocent until proven guilty by court of law. But putting it a media trial, what do you have to say to that? Was it right for the police? Was it okay for the police to have done that? Put it on on me to, to the media, social media everywhere. Um, you see, it's a test case for the police and Nigerians. Okay. And um, I just pray and hope the police will be as an institution will be emotionally intelligent okay. in the way they approach this. Um, they need all their professional diligence in handling this case of show. Um, in Yoruba language, they will say, Ebu alontahu abontanoe. Yes, the tortoise will be blamed for stealing the in-laws yam. When the in-law ties him down, people are going to the market. When they are coming back and they see saw the tortoise still, you know, being tied to the tail stick, okay. because he stole yam, mm. people will now say, ah, "This yam is stole. He's not going to feed your daughter, who is his wife, with it. What's your problem? Let him go now." That is the case the police find themselves in now. They should understand one thing: they are not the friends of Nigeria. Nigerians don't love them, mm. and I'm being honest with this. You see, the annoyance with which people greeted. Sheung's action was because I can't be that stupid to go and stab that man publicly. That you played into their hands. To the vengeance, the annoyance was like you messed up. Kind of. Like you played into their hands. They were not lashing out my thinking. I might be wrong. People are not lashing or lambasting Sheung because he stabbed a policeman. For God's sake, a policeman should be stabbed. That's the thinking of Nigerians. Because you look at what they feel is brutality of put over time, whether physical and you know psychological. Nigerians really have reason to say we don't like the police. And that is the truth out there. Nobody wants to have any issue with the policeman in Nigeria. And that's what is playing out now. The offense, the affront, whatever you want to call it, was committed on the road. They are now going to search his house to go and look for a boxing glove or what. I mean, I don't know. That's how Nigerians look at it. But police will give you an excuse that we have a right to do that under the law. No problem. That's what I'm saying that they should be they should exhibit professional diligence and be emotionally intelligent in the way they go about this. It should not be seen like Nigerians like they want to witch hunt, you know, shame. And yeah, that's I, what, I heard someone say scapegoat. Yes, that is what it's looking like now. Mm. And that's why the court said no. If if I if I if, if this report is right, you cannot prosecute. Transfer the case to uh, DPP, Director of Public Prosecution of the State. Mm -hmm. Let them do this. You can't prosecute. Then you cannot keep him indefinitely. Do your investigation within 48 hours and let him go because it's a bailable offense. So what the court is doing is that look, we need to protect him. And don't forget that Sean equally has gotten one of the best hands in, in law. So the police should be emotionally intelligent and exhibit professional diligence. 
a lot of Nigerians have issues with them when it comes to psychological brutality. Quite a number of us. When you get to the police, the police are That's how Nigerians see them. You are only to get there and they will cook up a lot of you know, offenses and laws against you. That's how Nigerians see them. And they should not play that role in this case. No, I think they are, they are trying to revamp themselves. They are trying to... The best way to revamp themselves is to stay and stick to the rule. Yes, Sheon did not do it well. Nigerians condemned him. He has worked. Yeah, sure. He has submitted himself to arrest. Mm. If he's handcuffed, that's what he lost. Let him be handcuffed. I mean, actually, he committed a crime. The See? media trial. Look, you know. It's your interpretation. Okay. He committed a crime. Yes. If, when he gets there, he needs to be handcuffed, no problem. He has an handcuff. But he took him then to the police. He reported himself. I'm, I've, he have invited me. I am here. So let them do what they need to do, do the needful, and let the court take over. I think that is the way forward. All these going to search his home, to me, I think is just psychologically tortured. And these are the kind of complaints Nigerians have against Nigerian police. And I'm not joking. You need to enter Nigerian police net. And you know what, what I'm talking about? Look, I'm a victim of this brutality when I was growing up. I was in secondary school from three. It was a time when you don't have water. Up till now, Nigeria, you don't have water. And water will only run in the night at public tap in the night. So they came to wake me up that water has started running. So we packed all our, you know, in that, you pack every container you have in your house. Mm-hmm. So we packed the first set. I was going to pick the second set. I met police, my mother police on the road. I said, we were doing patrol in the night. We were fetching water. I went to go and take containers. The next thing, a dirty snap. And look, this my black, this eye, this left eye. I can't see with it. As a result of that snap. So Nigerians have stories about this brutality up to today. I was there where I was in Form 3. You understand? And we have it so if, if people say they have issue against the police, it's not out of the blues. The, these are genuine and fact. They are there, out there. So if Sheon had done anything wrong, fine. Prosecute him professionally. Bring in your professional diligence in prosecuting him. Don't try to create more problem for him. And that is what they normally do. When you get to their station, they will write, look, when they stop you on the road and you have just discussion, by the time the police take you to the police station with your car and you enter that police, their, their, their barracks, their, their station, the story will change. You'll be shocked. The kind of thing they will say against you. Things that never happened on the road. They are noted for that. And don't they should not yeah, play we, that we script. We, we can't take away the fact that... They should not of, play that script. Every, every he story. has been arrested for a crime. Let them, let them investigate and prosecute on that crime. Don't look for more crime. Nigerians want this to be done with. They are doing it good now. There is a kind of information. When you complain, social media is helping us. And you take the case to, to them. Yeah, people have been fired, people have been sacked. Good. Shell played into your hand. The same social media has helped you to discover that this has happened. So it can't be denied. Prosecute him, you know, legally. Let it be done legally. And don't try and see as if you are winch on team, you want to scapegoat him. You want... No, no, no. There is a way it should, should be done. Be diligent in your prosecution. Yeah, that I, is the I, truth. I know that out of every 12, there's always a Judas. Okay? Not all police officers are terrible. We should always establish that fact. Not I all of them that. are terrible. Maybe out of every 12, maybe two are Judas in the case of police. All right? But not all of them are terrible. 
Okay, let's just give it to them. <laughs> you know, but uh, there is uh, certainly Nigeria now there who doesn't have a story against the police. Just I'm, to not, add, I'm honest. Uh, to, uh, to what, uh, but let's leave that, that issue. You know, ju- ju- just said. You know, at uh, one time, uh, my cousin had issues with uh, 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 with policemen on the road. I think it was about 21, 22 years old. Then about four policemen, and when my dad went there to build him, they said he tore you know their clothes. Four policemen that he tore their clothes, mm. he beat them, and in fact they brought out the uniform. And the guy was just looking that when did all of this happen? Mm. You know, it's just. It's just something that once you're in police, you have to be careful of because things might actually, you know, go. But I'm saying these are the narratives and, that are out there against mm-hmm. them. They should not come and start implementing and play to the gallery again to the people, Nigerian people, to know. Everybody has the reason not to want to go and have issue mm-hmm. with the police. Mm-hmm. Once you get into the barracks, that police station, the story will change. You'll be shocked. And like, ah, when did this happen? Now the same thing is playing out now with this Shemun's prosecution. What I'm saying, let them just do that thing diligently mm. and let it just go. They should not try and make it all these big things they want to bring into it. These are the kind of issues Nigerians have against them. Psychological brutality. That's the honest truth. They should please do it diligently and let this thing go away. And it's the truth, oh. I'm honest. All right. Moving on on the pen pushing newspapers this morning, MFLA applied for study leave to flee Nigeria, Governor Matawali alleges. Uh, the outgoing Governor of Zamfara State, Belu Matawali, has raised alarm that the controversial Governor of Central Bank of Nigeria, CBN, called MFLA, allegedly sought for study leave, apparently in a bid to evade rendering accounts. Pen pushing reports that Matawali, in a statement made available on Monday, therefore urged President Muhammad Buhari not to grant the said study leave a few days before the inauguration of a new administration. Uh, the rest is there this morning and just to add to that one, the Guardian has this one where they are saying that uh, the youths in that uh, state are saying that uh, the, uh, they, they should be cautious of go- the governor because uh, and they are lauding uh, the CBN's uh, policy on the narrative design saying that this has curtailed uh, the activities of bandits. At least there's something that we can bring out from this uh, narrative design policy saying that it has helped to curtail uh, the, you know, the activities of bandits in Zamfara State. A good medicine. That was given wrongly. <laughs> I said it when the thing came out that look, when a doctor prescribes a medication and that side effect, and the side effect is outweighing the disease or the ailment you want to cure, he needs to sit down and review it. It was good. All of us applauded when he came. Um, I remember the, one of our callers will say, Attack me tomorrow, that he said it from the one that that policy was not working. But we knew it was a good policy, it was going to work. We believed in it. And people should understand there were two or three policies involved. Now, the design came later on. The first one was cashless policy, cashless. which is nothing new. We all supported that. But the way and manner it was, it was being implemented, as if somebody was out to witch hunt, the same thing happened. That somebody was out there to want to witch hunt, and that's what is happening. People have been asking, okay, this now and what you are talking about, where are they now? Whatever the youth of Zamfara has, as issue against Matawali, I don't have any issue with it. But this is your position. Is what Nigerians are looking at. Are they really sure of what they are saying? Mm. And I have read the press statement of Matawali. I mean, he came out, did the press release, and it, it's out there. All of us saw it. He has made his position known. And quite a number of Nigerians equally felt that why is which which cause is um, <laughs> yeah. uh, a suddenly going to study and he's taking suddenly. <laughs> What does he want to become again? Whichever way, uh, you read from cradle to grave, yeah, no, no problem. Exactly. So he's allowed. But he has, he has raised the question as a Nigerian that look, this man should not be allowed to go. He has questions to answer. Those are the issues. The DSS has equally come out that they have they, they suspected him and they have wanted to arrest him because they felt they fingered him or he was is he, he, involved in um, terrorism uh, finance, the financing, and all this one. So with all this on his neck. 
I think it's the best thing is for him to stay and say, look, if you don't steal, if you don't carry somebody else's things, why not just stay and let? Why is he? To me, I think he's and to a lot of Nigerians, he wants to run away from you know being able to face the law. That is the way we are looking at it mm. because presently we feel that he's unprotected mm. by by the present system, and that when he knew suddenly we need sheriff that we in town, he need Farah will be crowned. And the Yusu Joseph of this land will know that a new pharaoh has been crowned. That is why he feels that, look, now that your pharaoh is still on duty, can you please allow my Joseph to have, you know, a place to run to? That is thinking. So the youth of Zamfara, if they have any anything against their governor, no problem. We should pursue that and not come and tell Nigerians a different story of what all of us have seen. Mm. We have not benefited from that narrow design. Even the cashless policy we are benefiting from suddenly has now been reduced to nothingness. Mm. So we are not be benefiting from. So implementation of the policy, both policies were wrong, and I, I, I don't think my sympathies were mutual. I'm being honest. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll go on this quick break. Don't touch that radio. We still have one or two stories to review that we open the phone lines. Don't touch that radio. <laughs> Academy Suite Telephone 0817 Academy Suite Home away from home our holy pilgrimage to Israel this year will be so interesting and joyful as Prophet Dr. and Pastor Mrs. Akodi Adiola lead us between 2nd and 9th October 2023 on visits to many biblical sites. After touching down at Tel Aviv Airport, we will visit Galilee, Mount Olive, Jestibani Garden, Thumb of King David, the Golgotha in Bethlehem, and many other historical cities and sites. Come and book for your trip today at God of Testimony Prophetic Ministry 121 Ifeda Bus Stop as it promises to be one to remember. For more information, call 0815-377-0000 or 0908-120-0200. Holy Pilgrimage to Israel with Prophet Dr. Kodia Diola Baba Testimony will surely reveal great testimonies. Come and join with us. We're back on radio. If you just joined us, it is freshly pressed on Niger's number one radio station, Fresh 107.9 FM at Bilko. So keeping you fresh all day is what we do. We have our stars right here in the building. Miami is also in the building. My name is Binga. Oreshagun, so nice to meet you. All right, to the Vanguard newspaper. Buhari baffled by pervasive level of corruption, says presidency. Buhari baffled by pervasive level of corruption, says presidency. 
the story. The presidency said yesterday that President Mohamed Bouhari was baffled by the high-level corruption still prevalent in the country, despite efforts made by his government to fight the issue. He, however, noted the president was above scandal and had no account with corrupt money anywhere in the world. Special Assistant to the President of Media and Publicity, Malam Garbache, who stated this on a live interview on Channel's television's breakfast program, yesterday said, and I quote, if you ask the president this question, why corruption is still rife in the country, he will equally tell you that he is baffled by the fact that people who otherwise would have been in jail are riding their Rolls Royce and their aircraft roaming around. End of quote. He further explained that under the constitution, the president or the executive arm could only investigate and prosecute suspected corrupt persons. The Vanguard newspaper, Buhari baffled by pervasive level of corruption, says presidency. If you remember in 2015 or stars, the, um, when the Buhari administration was campaigning, you know, they said that they were going to fight corruption to a standstill. They, were going, they made all sort of promises. But in the area of corruption, Nigerians were actually, I was part of them that said, oh, once he, once Say Baba gets there, you know, some people already had a list myself that these people were going to get to jail, you know. And eight years, what did we see? But let me ask you, okay, um, how would you assess the PMB administration in the fight against corruption? Hmm. I would just let us learn a lesson from what has happened to Obuari, his administration. There is a lesson. It's a lesson now to learn. Not um, the truth of the matter is I didn't perform well. Um, I mean, didn't perform my expectations. But two governors were jailed. Wait, wait. Um, he didn't perform up to our expectations. Okay. That's what I just said. He didn't that. He didn't perform at all. But maybe the standard we set, what we thought would happen. So let us learn a lesson. I think the lesson we need to learn is that corruption is a system in Nigeria, and you okay. don't individuality don't come to fight a system. I think you want to win a system. That's one thing I've just we have all discovered. When it got there, corruption cut, corruption fought back. Okay. And that's why we are at a standstill. So we, that's one lesson we have learned. That corruption is a system, it's all pervasive in our, in our system. And if you want to fight corruption, it's not a matter of one-man fight. The system, everybody must agree that we want to do away with corruption. That's one lesson I think I have learned from what happened to Bobuari. Sincere, honest, came with good intention, really wanting to fight corruption. Want to make sure that this thing doesn't exist. But what he made there, and like the who said, he was overwhelmed. And um, the truth is, one lesson we have learned is that it would take more than one individual to fight, you know, corruption to a standstill in Nigeria. It takes all of us to fight it. No, that's, but, that's you know, according to the story, they said the 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 executive is just to investigate. So meaning that the other two arms of government, we talk about the judiciary, basically. Is this an indictment? That's why I said it's a system. It's a systemic thing. It's a system. Okay. All right. So I think it's a fine time for us to open the phone lines because we're going to be knocking off by 755. All right. The numbers to call has not changed. 0815-432-1079. 0815-432-1079. Or 0818-111179. When you call it, remember, the rules have not changed here. Don't come up with claims you cannot substantiate. If you do not agree with uh, the submissions, you know, made by our stars, 
don't attack him. I would I would not even entertain that. Don't attack him. Okay. Just give your counter submission and be done with it. This is the radio. Let's be civil as much as possible. Okay. And we're also live on Facebook. We are live on Facebook. Hot and running. Fresh 107.9 FM at Belkuta. You can also tweet at us at Fresh FM at Belkuta. Who's going to be our first caller? Good morning. I'm calling for me. What's your name? Okay, okay. Okay. Thanks for that, for giving all that topic a, a good analysis. And that, thank, thank you very much. On the issue of corruption, you are talking of. My dear brother, corruption is a system. Unless we correct this system, socialized system, government has no hands in business. My dear brother, we have no good policies. And then the, 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 the policy, and then the, all those things to, to, to affect. You look at MTN and all those, that they, that they something. You can't see Nigerian money, losing money. You are, you are looking at the taxes to get that. Then the government, the agencies, is too much. They are running the federal system of government. Look at the U.S. They have under 150 agencies. Here we have 860 agencies. Collecting money, doing everything. How do you want to manage that? Okay. Unless you change the system. That's where right. the reality gets it wrong. Thank, right. you. thank you. Thank you very much. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Yeah, good morning to you. My name is Demola Shanose. I'm coming from Azerbaijan. Demola. All right, good morning. Yeah. Ustaz, thank you for that uh, brilliant analysis. All right. You then. Have so all. The, you, you, uh, my brother there, you have the, what about the two governors that were killed? Yes, you I, forgot I, me. Yeah, you, you let us go. Let's look at what may happen at the end now. They were giving clearance that what do we call it? They were pardoned. But at least they, were, they, were, they were jailed. They Joshua were jailed. Joshua yes. and the other man, yes. Tony Yano, yes. they were released. <laughs> what is the essence of the uh, corruption uh, fight? When people were being jailed, they were found culpable. They were jailed. At the end of the day, they got the presidential relief. Hmm. That is it, my brother. Good morning. Yeah, good morning to you. Good morning. <laughs> All right, hello, good morning. Good morning to you. I'm tired of America. I greet my friend there. Yeah, uh, you see, the leaders of our time are bewildered. You see, puzzled, baffled, all these adjectives are just here with no reason, no, no cogent reasons at all. Dwari has been there for over eight years now. And it's telling me, Gaba is coming out to tell us that uh, that corruption is still alive. In, uh, I mean, so, in fact, this is just another story. Why you should just leave the office? It should not suggest any direction even for Abstinungu uh, that is coming. Because I know he will probably invest Tinubu. Uh, because Tinubu, we want him to perform. Why should just go get there and then leave Tinubu to do whatever he wants to All do? Right These are the evidences of bad leaders that we have in Buari. Thank you. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Hello. Good morning, good morning. Yeah, good morning. What's your name? Where are you calling? From? Yeah, Olabodi is my name. Olabodi, let's talk. Yeah, I know that you have brought again the U.S.'s uh, visa ban threat, no, that is two quick line of thought I want to react to. One, okay. I don't see it as a threat that is worth losing any sleep over. I mean, it's their trademark thing after all our elections. So, how true have they been in effecting those threats? So, 
that's just the question. Plus, they are one of the biggest hypocrites in the United States of America we've got in the world. So how much of their own terrible involvement and very undemocratic rules at international terrains, Capitol Hill's opera, their own last election generated, how many co-war power are ostracizing their nationals because of that? So I wasn't that an act of undermining democracy too. Okay. That's it. Then too, Chike, he nearly made me feel I didn't know what I was talking about yesterday when we discussed it. And that is no, it's not his fault. It is thanks to the premium times this day and the punch. I mean, the best headline capture from that story would have been that a ban on Nigerians undermining democracy, reducing it and giving it a mere coloration of election regards alone. And if you are talking of those undermining democracy, those are the ones that were calling for cancellation of uh, results. When the points, when the when the uh, I mean when the figures was doing uh, the the uh, the uh, how call it now when the collection of results was still underway, they were the people that went to the first headquarters to call for military intervention. They were the people that are protesting. All right, thank you. Okay, life. okay, thank you, thank you very much. Appreciate you, appreciate you. All right, we have some uh, uh, we have some uh, messages right here on Facebook. Hmm. On Facebook here, we have uh, sure. Okay, let me start with oh, a couple of messages. Okay, Maxon. Maxon, I'm sorry, I can't pronounce your surname. Okay, let me just stick with Maxon. All right, Maxon says that over the population has reduced the number of opportunities out there in today's Nigeria compared to the years Bingo is referring to. Like Ustaz has said, to survive today in Nigeria, Sarah's creative thinking is needed to forge ahead economically for every citizen. Majority of the youth of today want to have life out on a platter of gold without accepting nature's processes of delayed gratification. May 29th on my mind. Thank you so much. All right, another one here. Lukman Lawal says that there is plenty of opportunity out there, but the truth is our youth are not ready to work and shed some sweat. What they want is easy way out. Yao Yao plus and all, they have become ritualists. Hmm. Shoinka Ajibala says that what kind of exhibit is the police looking for in Sheon's house? Did the slapping take place in Sheon's house? Exhibit of slap or evidence to rope him? Our police and their funny style. All right, Shoneye says, uh, good morning. Resident doctors beginning one in strike today. What is the government doing before today? They should have engaged them in dialogue to resolve issues. I'll just stop there. All right, the Adewale Akife says... Uh, Oh, Adewale is trying to attack us stars. No, I'm not going to read this message. All right, Shei Bab says, uh, Well done, Fresh FM, for the good work, the moderators and the guests in the studio for all the analysis. Sheon Kuti did not represent himself, brand and personality well, with his outburst and action. This has been widely condemned, and I think he would have, in retrospect, seen his mistake and is remorseful and learned from it. All right, on Twitter, Professor Agbola says, Um... Yes, Sheon Kuti has done wrong, but police is not handling the case professionally. I was a victim of police brutality in 1977 in Ibadan. My experience with them was pathetic and they can never be my friend. The police is your friend. You just have to they take are it. Friends. They are friends. <laughs> all right. It depends on what you... But anyway, that's the size of our package. We need to knock off right about now. I didn't do the show alone. I did the show with um, the Miami, Delectable. Enjoy your Wednesday. And also, thank you so much, Ustas, for your analysis, as always. My name is Binga. Or a second, keep your FM down plugged on the radio down fresh 107.9 FM. I'm Bill. To keep you fresh all day is what we do. Good morning. Broad, broad, broad.
A very beautiful day to you wherever you might be listening to us from. This is your Feel Good Radio, Fresh 107.9 FM, Abia Kuta. That's a very good day. I have someone here with me in the studio who has one or two things to share with you. I'll give him the honors and let him tell us his name and the company he represents. Good day to you, sir. What is your name and what company do you represent? My name is Moses Taiwo. I'm from Sought After Project and Services Limited. We are a real estate consulting outfit. We develop real estate. We also train individuals to know more about real estate, to also know how to be a part of a real estate business. You know, talking about the term real estate, it is not new to the investment world. Can you please explain to us, just in layman terms, what real estate investment truly mean? Yeah, real estate investment is when you buy a property, either a land or a building, that you put money into with expectation that later in the years to come, you are going to reap either by rent or you are going to reap either by capital gain. That is when you sell the land or you sell the property, you are going to make a whole lot of gain. But there are many, many things that are to go into it before you can make uh, money from real estate investment. So you said you're having a free uh, seminar. Can you tell us more about this seminar? What do people stand to uh, gain from this particular seminar of yours? Okay, now we're having a free seminar that will tag understanding real estate investment. Now, this understanding real estate investment is a free seminar. You are not going to pay any amount of money to come into it. Now, this free seminar is coming up on the 20th of May, 2023. Time is 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. That's four hours to come and learn more about real estate. If you have bought land anywhere in the world, or you are going to buy land, or you are a landlord, or you are a tenant, this seminar is for you. It's coming up at Sweet Sensation Hall. Uh, that is where we are having it. Now, this seminar is free, and there's a free gift for the first 20 people that will be coming into this seminar. First 20 people that showed up, you are going to get a free gift from me. So, Mr. Taiwo, who are your targeted audience? Who are the people you're expecting at this seminar? Now, we are expecting a landlord, we are expecting tenants, we are expecting marketers, agents, or those that are intending to buy property. Now, before you buy any property, please come and listen. Or if you have ever bought property anywhere, come and listen because we're going to talk to you about documents. What are the documents you need to get when you buy properties? Then we're also going to let you know how to protect your property. If you have land, you have houses, how do you protect them? Then we're also going to teach you 10 things you can do with a vacant land. There are many people that have bought land. Do as that when they were buying, they don't, they don't even have anything on heart to say they want to use the land for. But the land is just vacant, it's just there. They are not making any money from it. So we're going to teach you 10 things you can do with a vacant land. And then we're going to show you opportunities that are available in real estate world so that you can be part of it. 
investments in real estate. Uh, can you please uh, tell us uh, the phone numbers and uh, the date, the time and the venue uh, that this particular seminar will be happening? Now, for those that are coming for this seminar, now the number you will send SMS or WhatsApp. So you are going to send SMS or WhatsApp to this number. The person is waiting to hear or to read your SMS. Just send your name and your line to this number. 91 5278102490657510336 please don't call just send whatsapp or sms to that number 0915278102436 Seven five one 